This is Tom Lee from NEGM Catalyst, and I'm talking today with David Waters, who's the CEO of an organization known as Community Servings. Now, I was interested in interviewing David in part because in my work on the board of Geisinger Health System, I got very interested and involved with people who are working on giving patients with poorly controlled diabetes free healthy food and finding that uh, it leads to better health and lower cost. And there's an article that's going to be in any gym catalyst very, very soon about that. And when I was talking with those folks and I mentioned David Waters and I mentioned community servings, I found out that in some circles, at least, David, you are rock stars, you're heroes. Uh, but I think most of our listeners will not have heard of you. Can you tell us what community servings is? Sure. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here. Community Servings is a food and nutrition program for people who are critically and chronically ill. We provide about um, over 600,000 meals a year delivered to a patient's home who's struggling with an illness where they can't shop and cook for themselves. But equally important, they aren't able to manage complex medical diets. Um, we have the ability to customize their meals to fit 15 different medical diets. When I first heard about community servings, I thought you were some kind of combination of a food bank and Uber, but I was completely wrong. Uh, you're really part of healthcare. So tell me, how did you begin? Yes, so community servings uh, grew out of the HIV epidemic in the late 1990s. As uh, some of your listeners might know, in the early years of AIDS, the majority of people died of what was called AIDS wasting syndrome, which is really malnutrition. Uh, there were not yet drugs, uh, either AZT or cocktails, to care for people. And so food became the only intervention. And we like to think food is medicine. Um, as we've evolved from purely an HIV program to a program that feeds people with any illness, we see the advantages of controlling a patient's complex medical diets uh, if they're not able to do it on their own, both in terms of cost savings and improved outcomes. Well, you know, I'm old enough that I remember being a doctor attending on the wards during those early days of HIV care before highly active retroviral therapy came along in 1994, 1995. And doing the work I was doing in the hospital was hard, but what you were doing must have been so much harder. And you should be so proud of the work that you did back then and, and, and proud of those roots. But who are the patients that you're helping today and uh, what do they have and where do they come from? Are they all poor patients or uh, is the criteria mainly that they're sick? So our, our program is not... Uh, specifically an anti-hunger program. It's really about using food as a healthcare intervention, but 94% of our patients are living below 200% of the federal poverty level. So they are hungry, they are poor, and most importantly, they're very isolated by their illness, unable to walk to the store, carry a bag of groceries, or stand at a stove. Um, 70% of them are dealing with more than one illness and more than one dietary restriction. So one of the unique things about our program that we've evolved over the years from HIV to now cancer, kidney disease, diabetes, et cetera, is the ability to blend up to three different medical diets in the same meal 
Um, all of our food is made completely from scratch using local farm produce and herbs we grow on our property. So it's really beautiful food, but uh, most relevant for your listeners is that we can manage issues like potassium, glucose, vitamin K, uh, food allergies, etc. One of the questions our readers will be wondering is what happens when you do that? And I know that you and your colleagues just worked with Seth Berkowitz, who uh, is a health services researcher who probably has done a good job as anyone in studying social needs and what happens when you meet social needs. Can you tell us a little bit about the data that you guys just published? Sure, absolutely. So uh, about four years ago, we went to senior healthcare leaders in the Boston community and said, we think that what we're doing is really healthcare um, and more so than pure anti-hunger work. And we are interested in the idea that insurance might reimburse for this. They smartly said, well, you would need to prove an ROI, a return on investment. So with Dr. Berkowitz, who at that time was at MGH and is now at uh, UNC, we were able to look at cost data for patients we fed through an insurance program for dual eligible patients and compare the insurance data to patients we hadn't fed. Um, and what we were able to establish was a 16% savings for patients who were receiving medically tailored meals versus comparable patients who weren't. It was a small study. It was only about 133 of our patients but it has led to a study we're working on now funded by uh, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation that will be looking at 8,000 insurance records, 2,000 that we fed and 6,000 that we didn't feed. So the study published now is uh, sort of a proof of concept for the larger study, but what it shows specifically is less ambulance usage, less ER visits, and less inpatient hospitalization which, of course, are tremendously expensive. That makes the case that this is worth considering uh, on a scalable level. How are you guys getting funded, though? Originally, we were funded through public monies for HIV, government money, uh, what's called Ryan White. Um, but as we expanded to feed other illnesses, there's no similar government commitment to feed the sick. So we had to access philanthropic dollars to feed people with other illnesses. Um, but most recently, we've been making the argument to health insurance and have about six early adopters in terms of insurance contracts where we're being paid to feed their patients, typically dual eligible patients. And it represents now in only three years about 20% of our income. We expect that with the growth of ACOs, particularly here in Massachusetts under MassHealth, that there will be opportunities for new contracts, uh, whether they're dual eligible, Medicaid, Medicare, or some of the new Medicare Advantage programs uh, are also interested in this as a potential uh, intervention and in cost savings. I think there are some encouraging signs. You know, there there's new regulations coming out from Medicare Advantage. Uh, what is your ideal vision for how this should work? And do you think we might be about to see it uh, in the next year or two? I, I really think that we're at that tipping point. Um, we're certainly getting a lot of encouragement from the healthcare world. And what I always say to healthcare leaders is we're not saying feed everyone. Um, 
we're saying uh, potential to feed people where you're seeing poor outcomes and you know it's tied to diet. Um, if the super utilizers can't control their diet on their own, that ends up being the spiral that puts them back in the hospital or back in the ER on a regular basis. If we can control their diet and it's cheaper than the other services, then it makes sense. Um, what I would hope for ultimately is that we're going to develop some kind of a diagnostic code or a decision-making tool that will say, depending on your diagnosis, um, you might receive meals, medically tailored meals for three weeks or three months. Or for some disabled patients, it might be less expensive to provide medical meals forever if you're going to keep them in their home and out of a, a nursing home clinical setting. Well, we are really grateful for the work you've done over decades, uh, David, you and your organization, and we're looking forward to seeing how it goes in the years ahead. I think that the, the uh, collecting data, as you guys are doing, is uh, very important so this becomes part of strategy, not just charity, but I think you guys are well on your way to making that happen. So thanks very much for joining us today, and we'll be checking in sometime in the future, I'm sure. It's a pleasure, Tom. We really appreciate it. Thank you.